Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks, John, for that wonderful opening. Appreciate it. You know, every morning, every Saturday morning, you know, we come to you live, 6 to 8 a.m. You can always get in touch with us if you want to join in the conversation or tell us a story or whatever at 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. Danny Bush, he's to my left. Well, he usually is to my left. I don't know where he is right now. Probably getting a coffee, and I'm Tommy the True Newbauer. And, uh, uh, you know... You know, we always thank, uh, usually when we remember it, to thank uh, the men and women in blue and the firefighters, you know, law enforcement and firefighters. We thank them for their services and that, for, you know, keeping us safe and that. But, you know, we got to remember the detectives, too. They don't they don't wear blue. <laughs> they get to wear suits. So, uh, so when we say men and women in blue, we're talking about the detectives, too. Get, maybe they wear blue suits. I don't know. Yeah, if you got any uh, stories, if you got any nice fish over opening weekend last weekend, you know, give us a buzz. If you're out on the water now listening to us and you want to give us a buzz and tell us what's going on, uh, that's fine. You know, there is one guy that we really have to call. I got to get his number out of here. Paul Mahalik. Uh, you know, the thing is, is you can be a, a really good angler, right? You can be a good angler, but you can have tough days, you know. I was talking to Paul Mahalik last week. And Paul was telling me how he was out the week before. This is before the game fish opening season. And he was out in Madison for the bluegills and the big bluegills. And he was on Lake Monona. And he says he could see the bluegills in shallow water. He could see them, but they just didn't want to bite. So I'm sure you've had some of those days too, Danny, you know, where things are tough. Not you know, me, boy. I no, always no. get him. I'm an expert. <laughs> no, um, but panfish not biting, Tom. That's rare. Yeah, that is. Once you, I tell- mean, they pretty much they'll almost always whatever you. I mean, you can spit on top of the yeah. water, and they'll come up to investigate yeah. or throw any little twig. Yeah, it's always- amazing. They must sense the vibrations. You oh, ever yeah. notice that, Tom? If you throw any little thing yep. on top of the still water, all of a sudden those fish they just. I mean, they can have their back turned, face in the other direction or whatever, but they sense the vibration, and they immediately come yeah. shooting shooting up. I was just saying how Paul Mahalik was out the week before opening for panfish on Monona, and he said he could see them, but they just wouldn't bite. 
You know, so he, he had a tough day. And so Paul's he, a good fisherman. Oh, Paul's a great fisherman. Yeah, and even he, guy, you know, even good fishermen can have tough days. But we all have up had, on the yes. Bay of Green Bay, it wasn't so tough, was it? Well, last week. Here's what I did, Tom. I uh, I drove and got oh I don't know up to Oshkosh, and I'm going through my mental checklist. Yep. Boats, you know, I, I had got the boat, fired it up in Pewaukee. Boat's running good. Got her gassed up. Uh, tires, air pressure in the tires for the trailer. Uh, trolling motor, got the foot pail, got this. And all of a sudden I realize, oh, no, I forgot my electronics. You didn't make a list. <laughs> I never make a list. I know, you know, we talked about that one day. So I'm like, crap. So I had to turn around and go all the way back to Pewaukee, oh. call my brother and tell him, okay, if you get up to Beach Harbor, just, you know, check in. It's under my name. And uh, so we didn't start fishing till I don't know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. So mm-hmm. we're out there. And, but we hadn't trolled for like 10 minutes. And I said to my brother, Tim, I said, so what do you got on? I said, you got that lucky blue husky jerk from last year that you modified? He turns the bill down mm-hmm. on like a rapala, and it gives it a, a way more pronounced wobble, little lure modification tick, tip that he has. He goes, yeah, I still got, he goes, I got a fish. Yeah, Just right as he away. goes to answer me. Yeah. So that's walleye number one. So I said to him, once we got it in, I said, let's turn around and go back through that same area. Turned around. And I'm letting out the bait. And I got a new deluxe super top secret husky jerk that now I'm going to tell the whole world, which it'll no longer be top secret. It's a pink husky jerk, Tom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my buddy Mark Horton says Al Lindner loves pink for smallies. Remember we talked about that one week? I was telling you, he likes pink. Pink. So I thought a pink husky jerk. And I was just letting it out, and bang, I caught my first walleye. So long story short, we got 10 mm-hmm. nice walleyes, of course, uh, with midnight being the opening of fishing season, realistically, after midnight, I suppose we could have kept a bunch of walleyes. But mm-hmm. um, we didn't, uh, we, you know, we kept some, but we let, let a lot of them go because uh, we had kind of a rule we wanted to keep the smaller ones in that lower right. 20 inch range right the biggest we got was a 28 and a half incher mm-hmm. all spawned out big head mm-hmm. saggy belly uh the next night we went out and we got a couple wasn't as good um the uh i don't know conditions we had kind of a northeast wind and stuff but you know we had a good time up there managed mm-hmm. to get some fish one thing that um is a little bit annoying is the etiquette of some of the guys you'll see some guys tom with planer boards set i swear to god it looks like they got planer boards out 50 yards on one side Mm -hmm. and 50 yards on the other and uh now you'll get guys running the planer boards well they'll be running boards right up in two feet of water close to shore Mm -hmm. and if you happen to be coming the other direction some of these guys just expect i mean you could be sitting there anchored they think that you got to move out of the way of, the, of their planer boards they, they some of these guys just don't want to move for anything were there a lot of people a lot of boats out at night um, more guys on saturday mm-hmm. than there were on friday and i mm-hmm. wouldn't doubt that some of them might be guide boats out there oh sure. taking some guys yeah. out so 
What we did is we tried to bop around and fish where they're not because I just get aggravated. I don't want to snag somebody else's line mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. And Do you uh, guys use planer boards too? Um, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes not, depending. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we, uh, we had a good time up there. Fish were spawned out, so it's, it's kind of uh, – I like to get them when they're fat and full of spawn, so you get a chance of getting that, you know, 11, 12-pounder. Or what got was them that guy's to, name that got the 14-something? Well, Fred. Fred. Fred's, years ago, Glenn O'Malley with Steve Milliot got a 14.74-pound weighed the next day, so that probably is pretty close to 15 right before it died. Um, I think they weighed it at Max Sporting Goods in Sturgeon Bay when that existed. And then... Fred Storm got a 15-pounder with Steve yeah, that, that we had on a, YouTube yeah. video years ago. Yeah. But uh, I, there's, I don't know, there's almost too many guys. I, I, it's time to maybe go north and look for greener pastures. Mm-hmm. When I retire, I'll have time to do more exploring instead of, if you do a one-night or two-night gig, you just want to go to what you know. Yeah, could you do that on the other side of the bay? No, you were I'm on sure the, you could. I'm sure yeah. you, there's, there's, and there's, I mean, think about it. Is anybody out trolling the shorelines out by Washington Island in the middle of the spring at night? No. Probably is anybody, not. I mean, there's stretches of Door County shoreline that nobody is mm-hmm. touching. And I'm sure there are walleyes all over yeah. there. Yeah, all so there's the walleyes place. that never see a bait mm-hmm. if you're finding those, if you take the time to explore and find those right areas. Mm-hmm. But any place that, I f- that you fish, you almost want to fish it during the daytime first and map it out before you go out there screwing around in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. because it can be a little bit intimidating you're on the bay of green bay and uh yeah so you want to be be careful and Mm -hmm. know what's going on out there but it was a good maiden voyage for white jaw yeah you know break the boat in first trip of the season bang 10 walleyes i'll i'll take that any day of the week Mm -hmm. and they were nice fish they were oh they're all nice fish all of them over 20 inches yeah yeah, it's hard that you can't catch. It's a it's a warped perspective up there because my brother he's been catching limits. He's he's been eating walleyes all the time. Tim's pretty good. He's been fishing a lot of uh, spring off the Winnicottie Bridge. Um, he he knows and he you know you catch you catch a twenty plus incher there. That's a pretty big yeah that's pretty a big, big walleye fish. yeah yeah. So you know Door County that's a whole hum yeah. You know? So it's kind of a difference in perspective yeah. on it. Do you ever catch anything else besides walleye while you're trolling at night? No. Uh, years Have you ever ag- been bit off? Years ago, my buddy, years ago, like 20 years ago, we'd catch a few pike here and there. Yeah. For some reason, we haven't got any pike. Yeah. You would even think that maybe there'd be a wayward muskie mm-hmm. that might be hanging around a shoreline somewhere mm-hmm. that just, you know, chomps down on mm-hmm. a crankbait. But No. It's surprising. What about daytime? I mean, could you do the same thing during the day and guys, expect the same success? Guys, um, you got to fish deeper yeah. daytime. You get guys working mm-hmm. deep. There's guys during the daytime working the ship canal. Mm-hmm. You'll see guys out in uh, in in deeper water, and, and they'll be fishing deeper water. I th- what happens is I think a lot of the fish slide in and slide out. They mm-hmm. kind of... They kind of stage out in deeper water during mm-hmm. the day, and then at night they slide in. I think that they'll be slide, they'll be in shallow as long as the smelt are around. I believe mm-hmm. as long as there's some food up there for the post spawn ones to move in and yeah. something to uh, chow down on. When you say shallow, what 
What depth of water are we talking about? It's classified, Tom. <laughs> Told him the pink husky I, jerk. That's I, it. I, I'm on we a gotta need... go to break right <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm on a need to know basis, and I don't need to know, right? <laughs> Folks, we'll be right back. Ten maybe, to fifteen feet away. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe Daniel tell us when we come back. Right. <laughs> don't need more knobs out there. <laughs> we'll be right more back. More planer boards spread all over the goddamn world. Oh, and the Midwestern Shooter Supplies, cutting edge outdoors. Stay tuned for more. Cherokee people, Cherokee tribe, so proud to live, so proud to die. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooters Supplies, cutting edge outdoors, 799-1250. You got a fishing report, hunting report, got a, some tree branches you need removed from your driveway, marriage counselor, give us a call. <laughs> and on the line, we've got Paul Mahalik. And uh, good morning, Paul. Haven't talked to you for a couple of weeks. How's the fishing been? Hi, Paul. Morning, guys. How you doing? Good. Doing, doing good. You're not out there today, are you? I am going out in about an hour. <laughs> you, you are. You know better, Danny. Paul goes out no matter what the weather is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you are a ball buster, Paul. Well, if it's not lightning, uh, you know, I feel pretty good about it, I guess. You know, earlier we were talking about how even really good anglers like yourself sometimes have tough days. You were telling me at uh, Mistake on the Lake on how you were, I think it was Monona Bay, how you said you could see the bluegills, but they just weren't biting. Exactly. The yeah. loons were coming up with the bluegills in their in their mouth, and we, we couldn't get a bite. <laughs> Isn't that something sometimes? Jeez. Oh, yeah. Sometimes the fish win, you know. It's... Uh, that's the way it is sometimes, yeah. but uh, with the you know we had warming temperatures yeah. uh, lately, so the fishing you know anytime the water warms up a little bit, those fish get revved up a little bit, and uh, and once the water stays, you know you get these warm nights, uh, the fishing will really get good. Hey, uh, where are you going out to today? We're going to go out to Madison and yeah. uh, poke around the weeds uh, uh, for uh, crappies. Yeah, and there's some bluegill staging too, but the the crappies now. Uh, out, uh, uh, we're going to fish uh, Wabisa today. There, uh, po- a lot of them post spawn already. Yeah, that's a that's a good crappie lake and big muskies too. Yeah. Oh, there's be- yeah, it's a very good lake. Yeah. What, uh, Paul? What are you finding? I know it varies greatly body body of water to body of water and day to day, but uh, average temperatures. What do we got down here in in the southern oh, Wisconsin lakes? <laughs> well, I was in Rock Lake Rock Lake Marsh. The one day it was seventy two. Uh, wow. Uh, Wabisa was anywhere from, you know, low 50s to high 50s and getting into the, you know, low 60s last week. So, you know, it's, if you get a warm, sunny day, you know, that water temperature, you know, jump five, six degrees. And then uh, if you get a cool night, it'll go right back down again. Yeah, I was telling Danny on Okachi Lake last Sunday, most most of the water, in, even in the bays and that, was like 61, 62. Uh, you know, the main lake might have been 59. But, you know, right. all the bays were in the low 60s, yeah. So. That is a fact, yeah. And uh, and it's we're supposed to get, uh, you know, weather this week's close to the 80s, so that's, that'll help things too, especially if it stays warm. How about, um, have you been on Pewaukee at all? No, I have not. Okay. Uh, I've been Winnebago, uh, Lake Mills, uh, 
not I, Pewaukee. I generally don't uh, myself. I generally don't mess around with the muskies until right around Memorial Day. Well, you yeah. know, Paul, what I've been hearing from, from reports we've heard from Ben Heisner, the DNR fisheries biologist, and anglers out on the lake, that the panfish on Pewaukee Lake their 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 average size is a lot larger than what it used to be. You know, it used to be a lot of little ones. Now they're catching some decent fish. You know, crappies and bluegills and perch. So yeah, I've you know I've seen that too with guys what they've been catching out there in the last couple of years. You know, the crappies have gotten nicer, and you know, uh, back in the seventies, uh, it was nothing to go out there when you were you know soaking. Uh, you know, I used to do a lot of soaking for muskies. You know, throw a couple suckers or a couple perch out and uh, and and catch uh, your limit of. Uh, Ten, you know, the eight to ten inch perch, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the size dwindled, uh, you know, be, you know from the eighties all the way up now. But it's it's it is getting definitely better, and the crappie fishing is getting better out there too, and the size is better. You know, that's a cycle fish too. So yeah, you know, it it, it seems like uh, years for for years it seemed like you'd catch you could catch a hundred crappies, but they all be like five inches. You know, <laughs> they exactly, weren't exactly. Yeah. They exactly. weren't very big, but now you know everybody's telling me that they're they're bigger. They're they're uh, you know they're filleable. You know. Yep. Yeah, um, Paul, the walleyes are coming back on Pewaukee. It looks like with the uh, um, efforts of the walleyes for tomorrow group. You were telling me way back when you and I were out fishing. You were telling me how many many years ago you got a couple of ten pounders through the ice on Pewaukee. What oh, was? Yeah, I got yeah I got eleven pounder uh, ten. Uh, that was some some big walleyes, and it was and like actually the and actually the first one I caught that I was pike fishing, uh, and it was quite a surprise when I pulled that thing up. What year was that? Was that in the nineties or when? No, that was back in uh, that was nineteen eighty. Really? Yeah. Yes. Wow. You know, yeah. my my biggest walleye from Pewaukee came when I was musky fishing with suckers, and that the biggest one was a twenty eight incher that it hit a sucker rig. <laughs> Exactly. And that was back we, in the we, 80s, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but this year we actually had three of them on uh, on sucker rigs, too, you know, uh, two 26s and a 26 and a half. Really? Hit, yeah. Hitting musky suckers. Yeah, yeah they'll, yep. they'll yep. do that. They'll do that, yeah. So. Yeah, oh, yes. Well, big fish will eat some big bait, you know. <laughs> There, there's there's another one of those sayings that all us fish big bait, big fish. No, no, big fish will eat big bait. Yeah, but you see, that's big... different. Oh, it's different. It's okay. a little bit different. Tom's got yeah. his own weird twist on things, Paul. <laughs> well, thanks for the report, Paul. Yeah. Be safe, and uh, I'll be done with school in a couple of weeks. I'll give you a call, buddy. Okay, you guys take it easy. Okay, All right, thanks, take Paul. Take care, man. Bye, Bye now. Bye. Yeah, that was Paul Mahalik. He's You can hire Paul to take you out. Yeah, he's multi-species. Yeah. I send a lot of people to him if they're going to take yeah. families just for eating fish. Yeah. So he's a good musky guide. He hasn't uh, started Pewaukee yet, but... Uh, I, I think he's the guy to go to if you want to take somebody out. And then he always has some fish on the boat that he's cooked up previously. and you can Or get something, some, yeah. He'll have food for you normally, and then you'll get some eating fish to yeah. take home. And you can uh, get his number by contacting Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop. He's got his card right out you know, out there with a bunch of other you know, guides' cards. i got to get some of my so. cards out there. You know, yeah. someone was throwing them away years ago. Re- oh, really? I don't know who was, but that, I remember like five years ago. Really? I'd put them out one day, they'd be gone the next day. Really? Yeah, I think I got a friend of me out there. Uh, friend of me, someone who acts like a friend but is throwing my yeah, cards but is away. Not, yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of musk, part-time musky guides out there that 
want the business. And there's some full-time musky guides. I, well, I don't know if they're full-time, but there's other musky guides, let's put it that way, out yeah, there. And, and that could happen. Oh, and you should see Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop, folks, if you haven't been out there this year yet. It's repaved. Well, actually, the, the last of the asphalt is supposed to be done this week or this coming week. Right. The place is painted. Doesn't it look nice, Danny? It's painted. Looks it looks good. There's good. a new jujitsu studio upstairs, upstairs and yeah. everything. You can, yeah, you can. So you can catch come, a muskie. Go upstairs. Learn some jujitsu. Learn some good moves, so you can, you know, <laughs> knock some guy out at the boat launch if he gets yeah. in your way. And uh, and of course, new Alumacraft boats from Skipper Buds, and those are heavy gauge aluminum. Did you try lifting one of those, pushing it? That? Too old for that. Tom. Hey, they're they're heavier than what the old ones were. These I, are some heavy gauge aluminum. They're really nice rental boats. And I uh, really I, nice. I, I was out by Skipper Buds, and there are some beautiful new Alumacraft fishing yeah. boats out. Yeah, they've changed a lot of their color schemes, and they've really yeah. got some sharp looking boats. So yeah, that maroon is looks looks good. The maroon one is the one I was thinking yeah. about, Tom. I yeah. thought of you when I saw it. I thought I thought that would be one Tom would like, but. Uh, Lumacraft, uh, I'll vouch for it. I've had mine since 2005, mm-hmm. and uh, great boat, man. Yeah, it's, it, and Skipper Buds has got, like, all of You can get all of them there, but most of them, though, they have outside because they just don't have enough room in the showrooms. And you if know. anybody ever does get an Lumacraft and they want to rig it for fishing, for, like, trolling and mm-hmm. so forth, you're welcome to give me a call, and I'll show you exactly how I rig my boat mm-hmm. with the help of Steve Milliot years ago. Right at the dealership as far as where the rod holders were mounted, where I put some, you know, inserts to slide in, removable downriggers and so forth. So if mm-hmm. you buy your new boat and want me to kind of take a look at mine, give me a call. That's a great tip. Folks, take advantage of that. Anyway, we got to go to a break. It's uh, just about, it's 729 and 50 seconds. Traffic is light and variable on need. <laughs> so we have one rollover on the expressway. <laughs> and we'll be right back with more with Danny and Tommy and Christian. So stay tuned for more, folks. In the desert, you can't remember your name. Because there ain't no one for to give you no pain. Oh, there's only there's only pain when you lose fish by the side of the boat. <laughs> I didn't tell you folks that when I was fishing last Sunday with my oldest son Chris, he forgot the net. <laughs> and sometimes when you got a larger fish coming in, sometimes they can get off by the side of the boat, especially if you don't have a net, like what happened to us twice. No net. Well, you know my fun friend Sal. He, uh, you know, we talk about Sal every now and then on the show, and his nickname for years was No Net Sal, because I'd go out in his boat, and a lot of times we had a fish off of his pontoon boat, but we'd go out and I'd say, where's the net? And uh, <laughs> Sal wouldn't have it with him. He never had that. He always forgot. He, you know what? Come to think of it, I wonder if, we ever, if he ever even had a net to begin with. I don't know. Maybe he didn't. But welcome back to the folk show. And, and uh, you know, happy that you're welcome uh, back to the folks show. Is that what I said? You, that's exactly what I'm you telling said. You, I'm getting old. I, my <laughs> words, my I tell you what, I, I am just all over the place today. Welcome back, folks. Yeah, we're happy that you're uh, joining us this morning. If you want to get in on the conversations, 414 799 1250. Give us a call if you want. You can brag about some big fish that you caught or or not, you know, or if you just got a question or comment. 
Uh, oh, and don't forget, you can always email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. And we have an email right here. It says, morning, guys. It says, hey, Tom, any target date for the new Sherper store in Port Washington? That comes from Mailman Jim. Well, Mailman Jim, I got to tell you, uh, they're, they're talking about June, okay? They're talking about it coming in June, so we'll see. I, when in June, Jim, I don't know. All I know is that sometime in June there will be another Sherpa store. As a matter of fact, speaking of that, we you should see our fishing selection now in Hales Corners. Oh, my goodness. Do we have the selection now? Unbelievable. Oh, as a matter of fact, I'm running out of room on where to put the stuff. It was just crazy. Now, Danny, yeah, here he is. I was gonna tell you something. I said I'll tell you on the air. What was what were we talking about? Um, fishing. Yeah, yeah. But I said I was hunting. Gonna, uh, no, it was fishing. But I was. I said, we're I'll, talking about spinner baits, tie direct, uh, the band. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. The first the, I had these when I used to guide. There was this one guy. Well, there were two guys out in the boat, and one guy had a small bucktail, and it was early in the season. And the other guy, I had a, a big spinnerbait like I make, you know, the half-ouncers. And I, you know, I I figured, I figured, okay, they'll be casting for musky, but if they get a bass or a pike, they'll be happy too, okay, with that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so the guy, and I, and I told the guy, I said, make sure you watch behind the lure, you know, in case you get a follow-up. And I explained what to do in a follow-up and all that. Okay. Well, the guy's very first cast, very first cast, he's reeling in. He's not paying attention. I just happened to look over, just happened to see, you know, sometimes when they come up out of, like, nowhere and come up real fast and grab it. Yeah. That muskie came up, grabbed that spinnerbait. Like I said, guy's first cast, grabbed it by the side of the boat. The guy was just holding on for dear life. That fish is thrashing away back and forth. He didn't know you how to use a level wine bait caster, so he was using a spinning rod yeah. in reel. Anyway, and he was just holding on, and that fish is thrashing. I grabbed the net, and it wasn't real big. It was maybe about 35 inches, you know. And so he gets him in. We take his picture. He lets it go. And you know what he says? Oh, this muskie fishing ain't so hard. You know, to this day, I don't think he's ever caught another one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this isn't so hard. First cast. Well, how lucky can you get? We got a caller on the line. And, yeah. uh, wake up, Jazz. Yeah. I'm, all, wait, I'm, wake all, up. I'm wake. I'm waiting on you guys. <laughs> watching the Spanish Mike, channel. You're on, Mike from Waukesha, you're on the fan. Yeah. Hi, Mike. Hey. Good morning. Morning. Morning, guys. How you doing? Yeah, doing good. good. What's up? Yeah, I heard I heard about you catching or trying to catch fish and losing it without a net. <laughs> yeah. so I well, have a little story about that. Yeah. First trip to Canada, 2003, Lake Thaddeus, and uh, on the way. You, up you, hey, Lake, I got to tell you real quick, Jim. You know, it's funny. You said Lake Thaddeus. Yeah. I, I have a friend. His name is Thaddeus. <laughs> Wasn't that a Greek <laughs> island? No. Go ahead. Mike. Hey, well, on that note, my dad's middle name was Thaddeus. Oh, okay. <laughs> How about that? Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, we're going up, and I realize I don't have the net, and I'm trying to find a place in uh, Dryden to buy a big musky net, you know? Right. And didn't didn't have one, didn't have one. We get up there, I don't know net, and I asked the, you know, the guy the, at the resort, I said, hey, you know, I'm Tell him the story. I don't have a net. He's like, no, I got people. I got to use my net. He goes, but I'll tell you how to catch it without a net. And he goes, well, you know, when you get the fish, you get it up to the boat. He says, you go and you try and grab his tail, and it's going to take off. He says, let it go. And then he said, bring it back. 
And then this time, go again and grab its tail. Now it's going to let you. He says, now take it and roll it over upside down, and then it's going to dumb it down, and then you're going to be able to grab it and land your muskie. So sure enough, I did what he said. I caught my first and landed my first muskie in my life without a net. And it was pretty cool. Yeah. You know you know what, <laughs> yeah. Jim? You are right about that. When you turn a muskie upside down, that it does calm them down. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, generally, though, <laughs> I'm sure you've learned since then that you can just grab them, you know, under the gill and, you know, grab them yeah. if you have to. I think to. the hard part is turning them upside down well, if they're yeah. fresh and green. <laughs> oh, yeah, if they're well, fresh. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it worked. And, and actually, yeah. had he do it again. I had to do it again on Pewaukee about yeah. two, three years later when I was out with my buddy Tom, and uh, here, here we are having a sandwich, of course, and it hit fish hits, and we had the same thing, did it? It worked again. It so worked again. I've done it a couple of times. You know, did you ever end up buying a net? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, I good. Had it. I had it at home. <laughs> good. <laughs> just like new. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just it's in great shape. Don't leave it at home. Leave it in the boat. Oh, right, right. <laughs> All right. right. So, All right. Anyways. Thanks, right. Jim. Good. Good story. All right, yeah, thanks. That was, that was Mike, by the way, but that's all right. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. He called me Larry a while ago. <laughs> yeah, that's sorry, right. Mike. Tommy names. Sorry, and, Mike. Uh, too many no, concussions. No all right, all bye. Right, guys. Take all right, care. Bye now. Yeah, that name Thaddeus. You don't you don't hear that too often as somebody's so, first name. My cousin was an expert. Well, a lot of times up in Canada, a lot of people hand land pike. Mm-hmm. It's funny, you don't see more guys do it for muskie, but if you're catching hundreds of pike in a day, you don't want to mess up in the net. Oh, yeah. We used to hand land them. Uh, my cousin did it all the time, and, and he'd get big ones, you know, uh, you know, 14, 15 pounders. Uh, he, 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 what he does, though, he showed me up on the St. Louis River years ago before it became a muskie and walleye target. It was just a polluted body of water with some huge pike that nobody fished. He... Uh, he actually says, uh, you, you kind of grab them, well, you know this time, you can slide in, and if you've got a big enough hand, wait till they open their gill and slide your hands in and squeeze. Right, right behind the Right gills. behind the gill plate. There's yeah. kind of a sweet spot where you can squeeze yeah. tight, yeah. and normally, you know. That's these, if the pike isn't that big. <laughs> if well, it's you, not real big, I it, mean. You, well. It's certain size, you just can't get around you got a them. big enough hand. But yeah. sometimes as the fish is struggling, what you kind of want to try and slide your hand in there. And he told me this. He says, massage their back, Dan. I'm like, what are you talking about? Really? He'll reach down and just start massaging their back, kind of petting it almost back and <laughs> forth. And then he'll slide his hands under yeah. behind the gill plate. Really? The other thing I do too, now this might sound crazy, when I'm trying to get a hold of a muskie in the net for a client, what I'll do is I'll unhook it in the, in the net, in the water, and I'll give them a glove depending on which is their dominant hand. Mm-hmm. And most people, unfortunately, are right hand dominant, which means I got to wear the left-handed glove and try and get it on the gill plate side where right. where my hand and my right left hand isn't as strong. You know, those fish can start torquing sometimes. Oh, you and better believe it. Yeah. But yeah. even then, trying to get your hand into the gill plate and then to turn them, yeah. if, okay, if you reach underneath them, get the gill plate hold, and then try and turn them. As you try to turn them upside down and then up out of the net, they normally torque their head oh, and go crazy. Yeah. And even trying to get your hand in there, what I've done, it sounds crazy, I've actually kind of taken my left hand with, it's nice and wet, my hand's nice and wet. I'll like cover their eyes. 
Oh, okay. I'll actually see. I've actually kind of reached down, just kind of cover their eyes a little bit, and it seems to calm them. And then mm-hmm. I'll put my hand underneath mm-hmm. the gill plate and get a hold of it. As crazy as that may sound. No, it doesn't sound crazy because what we used to do in muskie tournaments was we always and have I'd a wet to, and towel. I'd, and I'd try and have their head in the water, kind of just yeah. as I, you know, try not to damage their eyes, but it just seemed to calm them yeah. down if a little bit. If you lay bit. them in the boat and you'd have a wet towel and put it over their head. Okay. That. Really, same, same, thing. same thing. Same thing. So I'm cover onto the, something there. I'm you're not as crazy as I thought. No, you're not. I'm a genius. Well, well let's not get crazy. <laughs> still a long, genius, still eh? a long kid. You, 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 you wired up my uh, stereo. He's a, he's a genius. Eh? He's he a hooked genius. up our stereo. <laughs> two, two, ya- two yahoos in the studio. <laughs> well, these two yahoos. There's three yahoos, buddy. Don't no, exclude yourself back there. Two yahoos and a yahey. Yeah. We Hence. got you. Who's got their hat on backwards? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, I, we know I, what we're doing. I know. I know we got to take a break, but I, I I knew this Iranian guy one time. Yeah, okay? and he asked me when he came to this country. He used to come to my bait shop, and uh, he asked me. His name was Navid Fafahid, and he asked me one time. He, he pointed at the bill of my cap and he tapped it, and he says, "What's that for?" And I says, well, it keeps the sun out of your eyes and all that. And he says, okay. He says, then why do I see all these people on backwards? He says, why not just cut it off? <laughs> he, he thought that was so weird. Why do you have it on backwards? If you got a bill to keep the sun out of your eyes, why do you put it on backwards? I mean, you know, here's a new guy to America, and he's asking all these questions of the, that we take for granted that we no. see. But he sees it I and think, goes, what I the think, heck is that? I think Navid Fabidat is on to something here because think about it. Let's take some hats, cut the brims off, yeah. sell them as just like, and we just got to have one rapper do a video doing it, wearing yeah. it. Yeah. Everybody will be wearing those on their yeah. on their dome without the bill. You never know. We might be onto something. Stupider folks. things have worked. That's speaking, right. speaking of bills, we've got we've got bills to pay. All right, <laughs> folks, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies cutting Not edge. Not much more. Ten minutes left. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, 799-1250, if you got a last-minute fishing report. Um, I've got a fishing report, Tom. Yeah. This is hot from Pewaukee. Hot from Pewaukee. Before the weather turned cold a couple nights ago when I got home, um, beachside boat and tackle on the east side, which used to be Smokies, a couple guys were coming in buying a bunch of uh, minnows. Mm-hmm. And uh, the gal asked them, how you doing? And they were fishing on the public pier, which was just put in yeah. last week. My buddy Luther put that in. Um, they said, pretty good. We got 20 crappies so far. Wow. And they were back buying more bait. So then uh, they took off. When I walked outside uh, by the pier, all of a sudden I hear this screaming and yelling and hooting and hollering from the public pier. So I, I ran into my, uh, ran into my uh, office and grabbed my binoculars. Mm-hmm. And, and sure enough, they're holding this big bass up for pictures. Everybody, all, no. you can see them all, a bunch of excited guys on the pier. Mm-hmm. And while I was walking out on the docks, there were fish surfacing 
it looked like I, I looked like a bass surfaced and kind of half jumped mm-hmm. out of the water. And and then there was a school of panfish right by gills or whatever they were, pumpkin seeds right mm-hmm. by the launch. And there were, you know, big school of them and they were cruising around in there. So it looks like the life is returning to the shallows. Mm-hmm. But then that cold front, that yep. the rain came yep. in about 20 minutes later, right when I grabbed my mini mites to go out there and try and catch some of those gills, and I was going to throw a wacky for some bass. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the rain and wind, I think that's when that tornado was going oh, down. Sure. Because the wind got yeah. really weird. It was yeah. right around 5 o'clock. Yeah. yeah, That was in Washington County. Um, so anyway, uh, it, you know, it, we're getting some life. But now it's been terrible. It's all the, the east right by my place. The, the water's all murked up there. I don't know about you, Tom, but I've never had good luck in, in the murk it, it, for much of anything on I, Pewaukee. I, I don't mind murky water because a lot, a lot of lakes, especially like in some rivers and all that in some lakes, I don't mind murky water for bass. I don't mind that. But it seems like for panfish it, it's not good. You know, and for other fish, I mean, even for muskies, it just seems yeah, like it's, it's, it just, it just, I don't know. I, I really don't have as much confidence. I'll try and find an area where maybe there's a little bit, maybe not where it's super clear, but where it gets a little clearer. Mm-hmm. Over at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop, I was over there on Thursday, and the water around there was murky. It go, well, we had a, a wind blowing into it, too. So that always makes it murkier. Not, there. not often. Now, as far as the uh, musky reports, I haven't. Have you talked to Ronis? Because I'm going to be taking Drago out from Chicago. He's a truck mm-hmm, driver. Mm-hmm. He wants to get out before he goes to Europe. So I'm I'm going to go with your plan, your spring plan of those spinner baits that you that you made for me. Because mm-hmm. spring small spinner bait this time of year can not only get you a musky, it can get you a darn mm-hmm. big bass. Well, that's just it, especially like with a half-ounce spinnerbait. They're a little bit larger than, you know, in most stores, the biggest spinnerbait you usually find is like three-eighths ounce. They're usually quarter-ounce and three-eighths ounce. And those are half that you tied for the me? the ones that I make are half-ouncers, yeah. And they have bigger blades, too. If you right. ever notice, a lot of those baits, uh, spinnerbaits in the stores, they're smaller blades, you know. I, I just make use bigger blades. I like the bigger, bigger flash on them. You bigger know. is better. I, well, yeah, I think so. Well, not always, but, you know, and espe- well, especially if you're bass fishing at night, the big Colorado blades, the big round ones, you know, if people don't know what a Colorado is, it's a round blade. The, at night, big round blade with a ball bearing swivel on that baby, oh, yeah, they, they'll feel that thump, thump, thump in the water. Spe- yeah. Let me ask you this. Uh, in Fisherman, on their Pike Musky uh, edition recently, they talk about an old forgotten lure. It was by, made by Lindy Tackle called the Spin Rig. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's like a spinner bait minus any skirt or anything. It was just a plain old hook that you put a minnow on. It was, and it was straight, right? It was straight. It's it was got a shorter, yeah. It's 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 got a shorter arm, arm on Real top. Real short, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever? I I never used those. No. no. Okay. I mean, and there was another one that was like that that you would put a live minnow on, uh, but it was straight. You know, I mean, it was. There was no bend. There was no arm. It was just straight. I forget what it was called. My dad but, used to. Always, but it had a blade in the front. Well, my of dad it. used yeah. to use. He'd call it the strip-on spinner, yeah. and he'd either put. Yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah, the strip-on, strip-on spinner. spinner. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it it looked kind of like a piece of crap. It had some little blades in front. Yeah, it had a blade it, in but front. But he he'd thread either a, a minnow on or like a, a dead smelt. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you what, Pike would tear those oh, things yeah. up. 
Well, some of them you came. They came with a a, a, a two two treble two, two hook, hook in the back. Yeah, instead of a treble hook, it was just a double hook. Yeah, and you took the hook off, slid the 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 yeah. piece of wire through the fish's mouth out its rectum, and then put the double hook back on. And then that would like uh, like uh, kind hold of hold it in there. Hold, you know, come right around the two sides of the of the minnow. And you use a larger minnow on that. Yeah, those those were you know good what? for pipe. I, yeah, I, I I think I threw them. I cleared out my dad's tackle boxes when he died a couple of years ago, <laughs> and he had some of those in there. And I think I ended up tossing them. Now I kind of wish I'd saved I bet a couple you, I of bet them. you they would still work today. Oh yeah. I mean they worked then. Why not now? Well, you, you got a, a a minnow or a smelt on it, which pike and muskies know are good to eat. Mm-hmm. They know that much. And then you got a spinner, which we know attracts attracts fish. them. Yeah. Right, you exactly. know, I think there's a lot of a lot of things, Tom, that if you went back old school and mm-hmm. did what people did 60s, 70s, you might be onto something, be catching fish that, mm-hmm. you know, have become conditioned to all the latest and greatest fads and just go back old school. Mm-hmm. You know, there was one tip I was going to give the audience when they're out fishing. You got to be like a Boy Scout. You have to be prepared. You know, depending on whatever fish you're fishing for, you got to have a number, you know, you got to be able to cover the different depths of water from top water down deeper, you know. But also be prepared in the way that, I mean, this is me, all right, that if I'm fishing for a species of fish and they just ain't biting and I'm just not doing well, I'll go fish for something else because I like catching fish, right? So I'll fish for something else. You know, if I'm fishing for bass and I'm not doing very well, maybe I'll go for pike or maybe i'll go catch some panfish to take home or something you know but i'll always have other stuff in the boat with me that i can change tactics you know and well the same thing too with if you are fishing for bass you know you got to be able to cover the top of the water to the bottom of the water well you know being you being a musky angler definitely keeping your lure above the water well you know what i mean like top water baits bucktails deep diving cranks you know you got to have a little arsenal with you Right. Try different things, you know. Different tools, basically. Yeah, exactly. You got to have a toolbox. Yeah, with different tools. Oh, my goodness. How much time we got I left there, Jazz? Time flew. About 45 seconds, huh? Boy, Danny, I had a One, good time this morning. Three. So did I. Yeah. A little. Yeah. It's The weather isn't so great this weekend. Tomorrow it'll be okay. It'll, so tomorrow I'll be, out, be good? Yeah, with yeah. Rego, so. Oh, good. Well, good luck tomorrow, Danny. All right. That's all I got. Yeah, me too, buddy. Thanks for listening, and God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Midwestern Shooters Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for listening. Talk to you all next week, my friend. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.